Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 758, the winter solstice, 12, 21, 21. Now? 56 degrees was the high on this day in... <laughs> 1877, ah. and it was 24 below in 1916. The solstice began at 9.55 a.m. The sun will set this afternoon at 4.34 uh, 4, p.m., but tomorrow, 4.35, and oh. thus the spring begin. Ah. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake... It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Way to stand Chris up Reed for American values! Media. John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Hello, my fellow 21sters. <laughs> Welcome to the boathouse on Spoon Lake, where we raise a toast, we raise our glass to the winter solstice, the first day of winter, knowing as we do that tomorrow the days begin to get longer, just as we're downcast on June 21st when, the, when we slide into autumn. The day is getting shorter. Why do you always go Bill Murray Caddyshack mode when you do the That was Ted Knight, wasn't it? No. Yeah. <laughs> that was Ted Knight? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I would have gave you Bill Murray, but not Ted Knight. This is wonderful. It's, uh, it's over. I mean, uh, it's over. It's, uh, the winter solstice is known as the shortest day of the year because it has the fewest hours of sunlight. After the winter solstice, the days once again grow longer until the summer solstice in June, which marks the longest day of the year and the first day of summer. This is all a farmer's almanac. Mm. Although the winter solstice means the start of winter, it also means the return of more sunlight, and it only gets brighter from here, the farmer's almanac writes on its website. I, I couldn't agree more. It's you know what's fantastic. fun? Trying to explain to two boys under the age of terror, right, you know, how it works. Okay, so here's the deal, guys. Each day we're going to gain roughly a minute to 90 seconds of sunlight each day in the Little one looks at me and says, "Hold up, mm-hmm. wait, a wait, a minute. Minute. wait a minute. What the hell are you saying, Dad? I don't, I don't understand any of this." Um, if you don't mind, and I know I've been really harsh on you, um, downright mean, yes, nasty. You yes, you have. Uh, and I've mocked you mm-hmm. for many a years. Can I apologize for that? First of all, <laughs> are you speaking of your uh, beliefs about winter and my beliefs about winter? And the twenty whole twenty first or right thing right. to be specific, which I've thought is well, just, you poo pooed it. Well, I've thought it's it's ridiculous mm-hmm. and it's stupid. And <laughs> spring doesn't actually start in December; it starts, you know, in March or whenever. Mm-hmm. And, sure, um, Good, I've sure. been a big proponent and a pretty solid backer of winter and winter related activities uh, and such, and proudly so. Uh, first of all, I want to apologize for everything I've said in the past regarding the 21sters Club. Mm-hmm. And um, if you accept my apology, and I understand you might have to take this under advisement, maybe mm-hmm. talk to some people, take it into committee, closed doors, etc. 
I would like to apply for membership in the 21st. <laughs> wow. And That's quite a turnaround. Completely. What is the word uh, when you uh, decide you are against somebody? Revoke? No, uh, I would Acquiesce. like to. No, I, I would. Uh, here's Picophony? my announcement. I hate winter. That a boy. Screw what? the cold. Wow. Screw time. the snow. Wow. Screw the short days. This isn't fun. Screw snowmobiling. Screw oh ice word. fishing. Screw Sheesh. all of it. I just want this to be over. It snowed another three inches this morning. Mm-hmm. The big, slow, lovely flakes, and it just made me angry. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, we, I not only accept his apology, but he is accepted for membership. I don't need a committee. I'm the chairman and founder. Wait a minute. I know what just happened. Hmm. You can take the city out of the boy. Right. Or wait. wait. No. No. You can take, take the, the boy, boy out, out of, of the city, city. <clears throat> but you can't take the city out of the boy. Kenny moved out of Minneapolis, what, a year and a half ago. You have officially become a city it. Mm-hmm. Is the word renounce? I would like to renounce, <laughs> yes, renounce everything words. I have said about there winter. Right. This is a revelation. And, um, yeah, I'm on board with the 21sters. Let's go, man. Let's get wow. these days long. Let's get this crap melted. The warmer, the winter, the better. Um, if all of the, if all of this melted now and the ice remained soft and weak for the rest of the winter, you wouldn't find a person more happy. Well, if um, you were here, we'd give you a big hug. I am. Yes. Uh, I'm giving away my fish house. Um, I'm going to sell my spearing house. <laughs> wow. Uh, You're not going to get rid of your sleds, are you? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, well, I have to use them for certain activities unrelated to sporting. <laughs> um, so I'll probably keep a sled or two around. Um, for what, drug Their dealing functionality. What? <laughs> drug dealing. <laughs> no, no, we do some things for the wildlife and critters. Oh, yeah. We need the All snowmobiles. Right. But yeah. um, I'm certainly not going trail riding to Upper Michigan or the North Shore. This is the guy who used to go out to Wyoming. I'm oh. not going out to Togety or West Yellow. or in, I'm not doing any of that. Screw the snow and winter. Huh. I am done. Jeez, do you remember how you used to make fun of us, Joe? Every day. Yes, we, every we day. hated I can winter. barely face the day. I am so depressed mm-hmm. because of this cold. Wow. I want to thank uh, the GLers who went the extra mile. Johnny Fargo provided uh, uh, the transcripts of the uh, Jake Tapper show from Friday. Kelsey provided a, a transcript. Uh, George Graficos provided uh, audio starting at the 53-second mark of videos, what he sent me. Uh, and I, uh, I'm i not going to dwell on this. Uh, I think uh, I, I, I personally feel uh, somewhat vindicated, although uh, if you, I, have the, uh, I have the transcript. Here's from Timbuktu. Here's a transcript from Jake Tapper's show last Friday taken directly from the CNN website. It clearly corroborates your recollection, the relevant portion of Kim Potter's testimony about the look of fear on Officer Johnson's face is about three-quarters of the way on the tape. Uh, Josh Campbell, CNN security correspondent, voiceover, former Officer Kim Potter testifying for the first time, explaining the moment she shot and killed Dante White last April. Potter described seeing her fellow officers struggling with Wright during the traffic stop. Potter. He had a look of fear on his face. It's nothing I'd seen before. We were struggling. We were trying to keep him from driving away. It just went chaotic. 
okay, and John and I have had a discussion about this, and we're going to agree to disagree, that John feels that uh, by uh, the Campbell saying she described seeing her fellow officers struggling, that was good enough for Height. What I, uh, what I contest is that no context was given for that. You didn't hear Earl Grey uh, setting the whole thing up. And what I've become educated in, talking to Kenny and Height, both uh, former newsroom employees, that uh, that isn't uh, that isn't atypical uh, for editing and brevity purposes. Uh, you might want to trim out what the lawyer said, for example. Is that a correct thing yeah. to say, yeah. John? Yeah. And, yes. Uh, but I, I feel somewhat relieved that I wasn't I didn't have a stroke or anything like that. I <laughs> I, uh, I I heard what I heard, or no, it's what I didn't hear. And yeah. uh, thanks to all these GLers. Uh, but here's here's my it, overarching. Go ahead, John. I was just going to say, if I may throw one other thing in, uh, I, I couldn't believe after listening to the show that none of you guys could find the audio of that. I found it in about a minute and a half. The entire show, the lead with Jake Tapper, mm-hmm. is uh, is on a podcast. Nothing edited. Even the TV commercials are in there. Uh, so I found it pretty much immediately. John, if you're going to be mean, we're going to discuss uh, some incidents that happened while we were trying to hook up and do oh, no. the Krabby show this no. morning. So I think I, I can uh, answer John's question. I, I lay back. John, lay back. I'm <laughs> aware of the, I'm, John. I'm aware of the podcast, and I listened to it. Yes. But I think I, I was so uh, under duress at the time that yeah. I, I uh, gave it short shrift. And uh, got it. I, I uh, my my overarching belief is that. Uh, this a this happens all the time in all varieties of newsrooms, and b uh, I just won't I just will take this under consideration now every time I listen to a, a trial, for example, the coverage of a trial. I'll I'll keep in the back of my mind that uh, in order for me to truly understand what is happening about this trial, I'll have to do additional homework, which bounces off what I've been saying to all of us for the last 10 or 15 years. It's really, really hard uh, to, to get accurate news coverage of things. It's really hard to, <laughs> to find it trustworthy. And, have you, uh, except have you, for John. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, have you ever been interviewed f- for the news? Yes. And, and this is why I won't do it anymore, and it's not because I was mistreated or anything, but they spend anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour with you. They shoot many minutes of footage, sometimes 15, 20 minutes of footage, and then they throw the story on the air, and there's you in three different snippets t- saying three to five seconds of dialogue. Right, right. And it, it's frustrating, and it doesn't paint the full picture of whatever you were trying to get across, and that's kind of the same thing that they did with this, and it's a standard practice. Wouldn't you say, John? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. They want TV wants your stories two minutes or under, yeah. and so if they can cut out fifteen seconds of Earl Grey asking the question by having the reporter say four seconds of dialogue, boom, they're going to do that immediately. But yeah. wouldn't a story of this? magnitude warrant more time than that no really no in fact i listened to much of that whole day's jake tapper show and it was just it was a very short segment Hmm. right in the middle of two hours right the only thing would be 15 other topics that day right yeah the only thing would be um japanese attack pearl harbor um, World Trade Centers fall down. That then you'd get the president speaking from start to finish. 
Um, no. But in things like this, nope. Wow. But there are, you know, it, it continues to be true that there are just little things that are impossible not to notice. For example, I, uh, this morning, CNN is on because... The, the Why C, is that, Joe? The, well, the CP, well, oh. <laughs> she likes CNN. And is it, who, who's the woman on it about 1030, Bowden? Don't know. Don't, know. Don't watch it. I, I can't answer that. And either. they had a little, they did their little update on today as the uh, second day of uh, jury deliberation in the Potter trial. And they they posted the haggard yellow jumps, orange jumpsuit picture of Potter next to the smiling Dante Wright with his baseball cap holding his infant. Yep. Okay. That's, that. to me, that's. That's difficult. That's that's BS. But didn't yep. we also conclude that when the person uh, being accused, they, don't they generally use the mugshot? I guess. I guess. Uh, when it's you suits don't have their, to. When it suits their agenda is what your conspiracy theory friend Kenny would say. Brian okay. Matura but, writes, you told us of your experience regarding what you didn't hear on CNN on Friday. Well, here's what I saw on CNN on Friday. I happened to be at a place, the gym, in front of the treadmills, with multiple TVs side-by-side at the very time Kim Potter was testifying. Whether it was our local affiliates or Fox, etc., the caption on the bottom of the screen read, Former police officer Kim Potter takes the stand, or Kim Potter testifies in the trial of Dante Wright's death. And what did the caption on CNN read? Kim Potter testifies in the trial of the killing of Dante Wright. See, there's just... Words mean something. Yeah. You know, words mean something. Were you going to say something, John? That's from... Uh, no. uh, yeah, that's... Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say that shot of her, though, is, is on all news things. Right, You said right. conspiracy theories. It's on Fox News, too. Sure. So it's it not... You know. Right. Yeah, I... I yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, but there's an yeah, undeniable right. juxtaposition there. I agree completely. Yeah, yes. uh, and uh, uh, John uh, notes, Hail the Flashlight King, when I heard that Kim Potter trial went to the jury, I Googled... Is it safe to riot during a pandemic? This was the first result. Protesting is an individual's right to support and speak out loud for an important cause. While not always possible to avoid, limiting limiting such shouting and singing to times when you can maintain physical distancing and assuring you are doing so with others who are all masked, and that will help limit transmission. And he notes, I'm not intimately familiar with rioting, but I've never associated social distancing or singing with a riot. Mass, however, are mandatory. Good luck, John. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, let's put that to bed. Let's put it aside. Wait, uh, before you do that, I'm wondering, and I, I sorry, I should have brought this up ahead of time. Did you see DJ Tice's piece in the Opinion Exchange today in yes. the Star Tribune? Yes. Uh, the verdict of a 13th juror. Did, yes. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I like DJ Tice, and I, I think he had great great points to be made in that piece. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it was, I was more than willing to get upset with him, but I thought it was pretty well ba- balanced mm-hmm. and... Uh, uh, an interesting read that's in uh, today's Star Tribune, the op-ed. Well, before I before we wrap this up, I, I want to finish uh, the email from Tim. Uh, he's emailed frequently. I, I trust what he sends me. He provided, along with others, the transcript. And uh, then he notes, the following, are my, the following are my own comments about the video editing done by CNN. The last person referred to by the CNN correspondent was Dante Wright. 
i.e. struggling with Wright during the traffic stop. They immediately cut to a Kim Potter video clip where she says he had a look of fear on his face. This was edited by CNN to make it appear that Potter was referring to Dante Wright. Here are the actual words that Kim Potter said immediately before her look of fear statement. Earl Gray, you knew Johnson for many years. Before. This is the part that I didn't hear. Let's Finally, we're getting to it. Here's what I didn't hear. Earl Gray, you knew Johnson for many years before that. Is that right? Potter, yes. Earl Gray, and by looking at his face at that point in time, what did you interpret it to mean? Potter, he had a look of fear on his face. Okay, and what, what I'm to, to understand now is that that is not atypical editing to have removed that. No, it's not atypical at all, I don't think. I don't think, it, and maybe it's because I knew the story, but when I listened to it yesterday, I didn't think it was that hard to understand. All right, all right. You did hear the original testimony, though, correct? Yes, yeah. Okay. And I know the story pretty well because, you know, obviously I've been keeping this up with it. That so. old deal where you, 10 people watch something go down and 10 people have 10 different stories. You are entitled to well, your own opinions, but you're not entitled to the facts. Right, right. And Well, right. I think the yes. problem here also is people are going to look at it through their own lens of... Yep. You know, well, and I, John, I, of, of everything yesterday, and I know you heard this, but yesterday I'd said, well, look at cases like the Covington Catholic High School kid. I mean, they were sued yeah. and 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 he won. So I guess their their track record is worth going after if that's if that's fair. Well, I, I hope I'm being found believable. And I said this yesterday. I didn't. Toot, I only noted that CNN was about to feature some testimony from Potter, and we had just heard it on our show an hour and a half earlier. And I thought, well, good, I'm going to get a chance to actually see it. I didn't tune in to catch them in mischief. I didn't. I had no bias going into it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't accuse Tapper of anything. I, I just think it was an extraordinary lesson for all of us how difficult it is to keep your to keep everything straight. Let me ask you. Um, did you see the Vikings lose last night I in did. Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> My God, that was a dreadful game. Uh, it was so bad you had to keep watching to see how much worse it was going to get. I just, exactly. have, I just have never seen anything that in, the incompetence on both sides of the ball was extraordinary. And I, one thing, and I don't know why they kept doing this. Why were the Bears public address announcers insistent on blasting that stupid <laughs> foghorn? Before every <laughs> defensive play, I have no idea. I, no I noticed. Idea. I can't believe. About I can't believe ESPN didn't say, uh, "Hey guys, stop!" There's 12 people at this game. You know, when it was 17 to three. I'm, I'm just wondering. You tweeted Sunday about how my Packers benefited from the referees. Why didn't you tweet last night about the yeah, Vikings, the Vikings got bailed from out from oh, time? Well, he sees everything through his own lens. That's right, John. There you go. There you go, John. He's entitled to his own facts. <laughs> That's right. When it comes to football. Football. All right. Here's the great news. The current news from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo and Forest Lake: bone-in steaks, bone-in prime rib, double-smoked hams. Tenderloins, fillet mignon, cheesy potatoes. <laughs> oh, maybe that's filet mignon. There I'm sorry. Well, I'm maybe sorry. you're maybe, playing maybe. the role of Kenny. Yeah. Oh, my God. I am calling it that from now on. <laughs> cheesy potatoes, tater tot hot dish, gift boxes, and gift certificates. Wait, 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 wait. This is a one stop Christmas shopping center. Did you just say tater tot hot dish? Yes. Okay. Yep. I might have to issue Not to mention the meatloafs and the deluxe potato salad. Okay. All right, Christmas is coming up. Listen to this. Bone-in steaks, bone-in prime rib, double-smoked hams, 
tenderloins, filet mignon, cheesy potatoes and tater tot hot dish, gift boxes and gift certificates. How popular are you going to be when you show up at the big gathering with a big box of meat from Grunhofer's? Huh? <laughs> I love that. A giant that. box of meat. And if you're headed up north, just swing off Interstate 35 at Highway 97 in Forest Lake, and you're at the new Grunhofer's in a matter of a couple of hundred yards, and you can get the gift certificates and gift boxes right there. The original location, of course, is on Highway 61, just north of downtown Hugo. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Chillboys and Chillboys.com. Guess what now is available if you go online to Chillboys.com? Yes, performance long underwear. And I got to tell you, they're pretty dang sweet. I got a pair just a couple of weeks ago, and they are fantastic. So, obviously, winter is coming here. We all know that. But now, in, in addition to the most comfortable underwear that you can ever possibly own, the most comfortable long underwear that you can also own is now available at chillboys.com. Yes, of course, they still have the performance boxers, the bamboo boxers, the boxer briefs. Everything that you want is all still available at chillboys.com, but now including long underwear, performance t-shirts too, by the way. And don't forget Forget all of your orders that are over $40, those ship fast and free throughout the entire United States of America. When you're thinking about giving gifts this upcoming holiday season, think about Chillboys and Chillboys.com. And when you place your order at Chillboys.com, please don't forget to let them know that you heard about them on the Garage Logic podcast. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. I wonder. When they formed Polka Dot Dairy in 56, that's 1956, Wally Pettit and Herb Koch, I bet they had no idea that their tiny little dairy business would one day be be, uh, be celebrating 50 years of service to its customer base. And we're going to be talking more and more about Polka Dot Dairy in the coming new year. But this week I want to talk about the most GL-friendly workplace here in Gumption County, that being Polka Dot Dairy. And they're now looking for truckloaders at their Hastings facility. And shifts are pretty sweet. Sunday through Thursday afternoon, starting salary, 48 k Now, this is dock work, so you don't need a CDL license. Uh, just a great can-do attitude and a need to work on a wonderful team. There's some physical lifting requirements here. So if you're a strong man or, or woman, and or even if you know somebody looking for a job that fits the bill, Send them to Polkadot. Go to polkadotdairy.com slash jobs. Or uh, the way Such would say it would be W, 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 <laughs> period. Right, there's a dot. Polkadotdairy, period, com, mm-hmm. forward slash jobs. Uh, it's a great company. You're going to be making 48 k and you get to work with a bunch of uh, awesome GLers. Again, polkadotdairy.com slash jobs. You'll recall the uh, the woman we now know as Jessie who uh, uh, showed herself to the world after she got carjacked at Lunds and Byerly's 10 days ago mm-hmm. or so or whenever mm-hmm. that was. Uh, I'm reading about the, uh, the three teens charged in that carjacking attempt. Uh, it's worse than we thought. Charges filed Monday yeah. against three teens revealed details of the two carjackings in Edina and St. Louis Park that left several people injured. Two of them, ages 16 and 17, and both from Minneapolis, face five counts each of first-degree aggravated robbery uh, charges for their involvement in separate but related carjackings in Lunds and Byerly's parking lots December 9. 
Another 16-year-old, also of Minneapolis, has been charged with two counts of first-degree aggravated robbery in connection with the St. Louis Park incident. The Hennepin County Attorney's Office has filed a motion to have the two 16-year-olds certified to stand trial as adults. The Star Tribune generally does not name juveniles who have been charged in criminal cases. When St. Louis Park police arrived at the grocery store, the male victim and, the two, and two of the juveniles, ages 16 and 17, repeatedly punched him. Just a minute. When St. Louis Park police arrived at the grocery store, the male victim said that two of the juveniles, age 16 and 17, reportedly punched him and threatened him with a drill, pretending it was a gun. A male who tried to help the victim was assaulted by one of the juveniles, who got away in a stolen SUV driven by the other 16-year-old. And here we go with this uh, young woman we've become familiar with. A short time later, two of the juveniles accused of beating the driver in St. Louis Park tried to steal another vehicle at the Edina store, the court documents said. They punched the female driver and tried to push her out of the car. The woman honked her horn and two people tried to pull the juveniles juveniles out of the vehicle. Uh, during the scuffle, one of the men, uh, during the scuffle, one of the juveniles bit one of the men, court documents said. One of the suspects put the female victim's vehicle in reverse as he tried to flee the scene, striking a man in the head with the driver's side door and running over his legs. The female victim, still in her seatbelt, was dragged through the parking lot and sustained significant cuts and scrapes on her right shoulder, not to mention what we saw on her face. Right. Yep. A man with a permit to carry a firearm intervened and pulled out his gun. The juveniles fled. All three teenagers were arrested after they were identified through surveillance footage, witness accounts, and tips from the public. So it was a really, really nasty situation she faced and the guy in St. Louis Park faced. What yeah. would have happened had that guy with a gun not been there? Well, God only knows what would have happened. Uh, she sounds like she might have been uh, easily more injured. Maybe other people in the parking lot would have been injured. See, and when I when I read this this morning, the, the thought occurred to me, why did they continue to drag her? Were they trying to drag her inside another vehicle? to? I think they were trying to drag her out of her car so they could steal her car. But she was being drugged along the, the right. pavement. Right. Through the parking lot. Yeah. Because well, one of the idiots put the car in reverse. Right. Yeah. Well, it appears to me that they're not ready for a scuffle. They're ready for people to acquiesce and give in and... And they do that with, you know, just instant violence right away. Yeah. Um, and, and they weren't ready for people to intervene. And thank God that guy with the firearm didn't have to oh. pull the trigger. Thank yeah. goodness. Oh, there's nobody happier than him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he didn't have to. Yeah. That's true. And amazing. it was enough. They, they slowed the process down enough to where they got these bastards through surveillance footage. Yeah. Well, Fox 9 had a camera crew right. they on just the happened scene. To be there. They just right. happened to be there. Yeah, and they got it on tape. Mm -hmm. yep. And I'm pretty sure that's probably why these these thugs were caught. Mm -hmm. I have yep. a... So uh, invest yeah. in surveillance systems, folks. Um, even a dash cam. Um, I know there's... Apple or somebody makes uh, little, I don't know, little tchotchkes or key fob things that you can hide in your car that will uh, trace your car so you can find it eventually. Um, I don't know if putting your life on the line to defend your car or try to keep your car is worth it. Uh, I know mine certainly isn't. They can take it, you know. Um, the car can be replaced. Right, yeah. right. Your life can't. Yep. 
Happy first day of spring, Joe and crew. Just an observation regarding the Kim Potter incident. It seems to me that the whole situation could have been avoided with a fundamental change in police procedure. When an officer intends to reach for a taser, the item should be holstered in an entirely different place so that a reflective, a reflexive move, such as reaching for an item on one's belt, as I assume the firearm is situated, would not even be attempted. I suggest maybe keeping the taser in a quiver type of position across the back of the shoulder or some such thing so that the officer would be making a deliberative move to get the taser and eliminating the possibility of a mistake right or left or front back holster along the belt. Love the show. Uh, don't know how you people in the cities put up with it. Fred from Brule, Wisconsin. That's an idea that was catching on. Uh, uh, Joe, uh, Joe Daly of uh, Hamlin Mitchell Law School said, Yesterday, that you know, why is it shaped like a gun? Why isn't it shaped like a baseball? And uh, other people are. I, I think what will come of this uh, tra- uh, situation will be uh, the reexamination of the uh, of the shape of a taser. Don't you? And its location on a yeah. police uniform. You don't want to put it in a place where it can be compromised. That's true. Um, and I was also thinking, and please, if you're a police officer, uh, keep in mind, I don't know anything about this, so I'm just spitballing here, shooting my mouth off. What if w- when you activate the taser and you're yelling taser, taser, it's also making a beeping sound or a noise? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm just that's a know, great idea. throwing ideas Yeah, that's out. a great idea. I, I, I thought know. I had another uh, email on that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find it. Well, I got a lot of great emails from uh, GLers today that we'll get to. Uh, I don't know where the hell that one went. Uh, never mind. I can't find it. Fishing with John. <laughs> uh, and thank you to uh, Mike, just a bit outside of Phoenix. Mike and the C, uh, the uh, CP sent us, the staff, he would, uh, would like us to perhaps hang it in the studio. He writes, uh, earlier this year, you mentioned on a podcast how you've never been to Utah to see all the beautiful sights. The CP and I have always used calendars of Utah and thought of you and the GL gang might enjoy one also hanging in the GL studio. Just a small thank you for all the hours of listening for uh, of fun and mayhem. And uh, they live uh, just a bit outside Phoenix. Yeah, it's a beautiful calendar. It's out there on my desk. Nice. We'll 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 use it here in the studio. Speaking of that, you know what? Yesterday was the two year anniversary of the Dum Dum Run. The Dum Dum Run. That's Are we two years five. ago already? Yeah, I know. I think one of our great good ideas we had that we never followed through on, and you can blame COVID if you want, was the. GL road trip. That would have been so much fun. Because I've done Utah, but I've never done southern Utah and south. It'd be southeastern Utah. I really want to get over there. Never been to Utah. There. One that, of the few states I haven't been in. That driving through that state was so much fun. I mean, obviously you have to be worried about weather, you know, and, and whatnot. But it was it was just picturesque, just beautiful. And Dan uh, Dan sent me a picture. Well, there it is. A gas generator being used to charge the dead battery in an electric car. My day is complete. <laughs> Isn't that something? There's a, oh, right there, right there. That's pretty funny. That's fantastic. Yeah. By the way, you know how uh, Joe's always there for us, right, guys? If if you need something sure, in a pinch, always. you know, you call you oh, call yeah. Joe and he's there He'll for be you. Right over, jump your car, shovel your driveway. Well, on the dumb dumb run, me? Foot run, run. Me? <laughs> Keep in mind, I purchased the vehicle in California, so when I was driving through the mountains in Wyoming. My uh, my line for my uh, windshield wiper, uh, the the blue stuff froze. 
Yep. And I'm thinking, oh boy, I'm I'm in trouble here. So I called yeah. Joe. He's the car guy. He's going to yeah. help me out. I said, yeah. do you have any idea how I can get yeah. this to? He goes, well, you got to wait for spring. Well, Joe, that's not an option right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't tell you to pour some gas or something in there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Pour it hot water on your windshield. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, no, didn't I also tell you to just stop once in a while and just throw snow on the that's windshield so you can clean it? That's yeah. basically yeah. what I did. Yeah. 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 I don't know, waiting for spring. Well, Joe, it's December 19th. All I, all I remember is before that trip, Joe telling you, are you crazy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am crazy. He wasn't wrong there. Is that the car? You can't. That's not the car that a dealer's after. That's a different car that a dealer's after. You don't even own that vehicle No, anymore, that now is uh, the proud property of my godson. Yeah, he owns it now. Really? Yep. I didn't know what the hell did you go out and get it for if you got rid of it so quick. Kenny, do we have to explain this? No, to I again? don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it because it's just about the experience. What kind of mileage do you think you got? Uh, mm, I guess I don't know. I didn't monitor that, and I should have. Did you read the read about the EPA's new uh, mileage standards? Sure did, Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was in today's Star Tribune. The Environmental Protection Agency announced uh, yesterday strengthened limits on pollution from automobile tailpipes in a bid to reduce major source of the carbon dioxide emissions that are heating the planet. That's the lead from this New York Times piece. I don't know what the temperature is supposed to be, but it's pretty damn cold out today. The more stringent rule, the most significant on climate action taken to date by the Biden administration and highest level ever set for fuel economy would require passenger vehicles to get an average of 55 miles per gallon by 2026. <laughs> from just under 38 miles per gallon today. That's only pro- four years away. You want to get it to 55 yeah, miles per gallon? I propose they already, they already have that. They can do it. Who's that? Oh. Who's the oil company that's paying off our teacher that we love so much? Uh, Shell. 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 Shell Oil. They, they're sitting on all that technology. They could make a car run on water if they wanted to. That would prevent Wait. the release of... Wait. Uh, we don't know that. Get ready for that again. That would prevent out. the release of 3.1 billion tons of climate-warming carbon dioxide through 2050. Uh, we don't know that. What a bunch of BS. It would save about 360 billion gallons of gasoline from being burned, leading to a 15% annual reduction in the nation's gasoline consumption by 2050. Uh, we don't know that. And motorists would save about $1,080 in fuel costs over the lifetime of more efficient vehicles. Uh, we don't know that. The Biden administration is, is expected to lean heavily on executive action and regulations like the new tailpipe rule after the centerpiece of the president's climate agenda, far-reaching legislation that would have transformed the energy and transportation sectors, was essentially scuttled Sunday. The tailpipe rule, which will take effect 60 days after it is published in the Federal Register and apply to model years 2023 to 2026, uh, is a return to regulations enacted by the Obama administration in 2012. And then Trump rolled it back in 2020. You just brought up what I was going to bring up. Because, you know, if Biden and Harris continue down this path, they're not going to get in the White House again. So then it's going to be a Republican taking over. And then all of this is going to be rolled back. And we're just going to be continued to be pulled in every different direction until the end of time. The new Biden rule is basically just recapturing the emissions cuts that we lost during the Trump rollback. Yep. said Jeff Olson, a former EPA senior engineer and policy advisor who worked on the Obama auto emission standards. 
That's good, but it's not going to get us anywhere near the level we've got to get to reduce vehicle emissions enough to protect the planet. Uh, I see the Obamas are in Hawaii uh, enjoying a little break. <laughs> nice. How did they get there, do you think? Joe, what, <laughs> what, what I've got there? recently become worried about is, say in 2026 or 2030 or 2050, when they've enacted all of these things and they've put all these things, they're now solid law and this is how we have to live our lives and it doesn't affect the climate whatsoever, well, it's not, then, it's not about the climate. then what are they going to do? Are they con- going to continue down this blind path? Or are they going to back up and say, hold on, wait a minute, something's not right, and it's us, we made a mistake? What are they going to do? I can't see them ever admitting they made a mistake, but it's no. not going to affect the climate. Not a bit. It's, it's, it's folly. You're not going to stop warm air from rising. Well, and... Wouldn't a perfect example of that be the fact that most Americans lived a completely different life in 2020 than they did every other year before that? Meaning people were driving far less than they ever have because a lot of people were working from home. Right. And it didn't have but, uh, any impact. You just scratched on something. People are leading a far different life than the people in Washington. The people we elect to represent us don't represent us Not a bit. We learned all. that yesterday with Manchin's decision. Right. Yep. Bette Midler had some thoughts on that, by the way. I'll bleep that. <laughs> yeah, and then she, <laughs> she came back and apologized. Yeah. Well, did you see what she said about the residents of West Virginia? It was pretty vile. It wow. was really vile. Well, what, and what, that's what you get from, you know, the superstars on the coast. Well, they're, that, all, they're better than they us, And they just, they hate people. They yes. don't like, Mysterians don't like people. They yep. are, they're better than us. They just don't like people. So uh, I guess we're going to have to get a car now that has 55 miles to the gallon. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I hope that I hope that happens. But I still want a I, I want a gas engine in my car. I got to dump a couple of cans of seafoam in my truck. I'm at 108,000, and uh, I haven't checked, but it seems like I'm getting about two miles per gallon. <laughs> man, it, it's maybe it's just the price I'm paying at the pump, but it seems like I'm filling up all the time. <laughs> Why don't we come back with Mr. Heights newscast? Okay. Okay. The Canopy Group is an insurance agency that is unique by offering 16 carefully selected companies for home and auto insurance. Listen, this is the holiday season. Would you be satisfied if the only dessert you could have this year was fruitcake made by one person's fruitcake? Boy, that'd be terrible, wouldn't it? That's like having one agent representing one company as your insurance option. Meanwhile, your neighbor creates an exchange with 40 family members. They have a variety of desserts, fudge, cutouts, gingerbread, all that good stuff. The Canopy Group knows it is all about options. That's why their insurance agents offers these 16 companies. They have 40 licensed agents working behind the scenes to ensure you always have the best coverage at the best price. Remember, Canopy clients' average savings annually is over $800. This holiday season, don't get stuck with the fruitcake. Get options with the Canopy Group. 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Don McLean news here, DKMags.com. 
Uh, they're located in New Brighton on Old 8, Monticello Pond and Gun. They're on the web at montypond.com, south of 94 and 25 in Monticello. They're carrying new and used firearms of all disciplines, from competition to sporting to personal protection. And speaking of personal protection, DK Mag's now offering carry classes. Um, so if you're in the mood, you've got a notion, you're thinking about it, get a hold of the folks at dkmags.com. Get yourself signed up. By the way, um, I think they're still looking for a full-time gun guy or gal up at Monty Pond, so uh, get a hold of them. And if you've been listening to The Krabby Show, you know our buddy Don McLean. Uh, we're going to get Don set up with firearms. Uh, specifically, I, I, I want to get her a rifle, a shotgun, and a personal protection firearm. But first, and this is where DK Mags Bingo, comes in. Bingo. First, yeah, booga booga, <laughs> and then firearm tra- safety training. Uh, of course, range time, um, the carry class, and everything. And it sounds like the folks at DK Mags and Monty Pond more than willing to help her reach her goals, and they'll get her a field hunting, small and large game. It's going to be fun, and they can whatever they do for Dawn, they can do for you. But the point is, uh, DK Mags now running carry classes, so I want to get you folks signed up couple of wonderful shops for GLers run by GLers. John, before you begin, I have a weather mm-hmm. note that's fascinating. Longtime listener, although I am an athletic director in Wausau, Wisconsin, formerly the athletic director at Ashland High School, my permanent residence is Ashland, Wisconsin, my wife and I own an inn just up from Lake Superior. I thought you might enjoy this photo from 1931. This is Shawamagan Bay, the large bay in which the city of Ashland sits. Motorboating on Christmas Day, 1931. Not sure how Greta and her followers would explain this one away, (laughs) Brian Miller. And it's a picture of a primitive wood speedboat with the primitive egg beater outboard on it and a couple in it. And they're out on the bay on Christmas Day. There's no uh, ice on Lake Superior. Really? On Christmas Day, 1931. Yeah. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Well, I wonder how she would explain drought in the Midwest in the 30s when... Farmers were growing crops in what used to be lake beds. Mm-hmm. Was that global? I don't think warming? we need her to explain Greta? away anything. She <laughs> needs that big, hairy Norwegian boyfriend. <laughs> so you go, you go to the cabin, and you are released after two days. You are I, set uh, free. I have a feeling she's going to be explaining stuff to us until... All of yeah. us are dead would be my yeah, guess, right. yeah. whether we want to hear it or not. No. The uh, jury continues to deliberate in the trial of uh, uh, Kim Potter. The jury met for about five hours yesterday after closing arguments in which prosecutors accused Potter of a blunder of epic proportions in Dante Wright's death in an April 11th traffic stop, but said a mistake was no defense. Potter's attorneys countered that Wright, who was trying to get away from officers the other day, tried to handcuff him for an outstanding warrant on a weapons charge, caused the whole incident. Potter is charged with first and second degree manslaughter. If convicted of the most serious charge, Potter would face a sentence of about seven years under state guidelines, although prosecutors have said they would seek more. Prosecutor Aaron Eldridge called Wright's death entirely preventable. She urged the jury not to excuse it as a mistake. Potter's attorney, Earl Gray, argued that Wright was to blame for trying to flee. Potter mistakenly grabbed her gun instead of her taser because the traffic stop was chaos, according to Gray. 
Eight people taken to an area hospital last night to be evaluated for carbon monoxide poisoning after high levels were found in a Shakopee townhome. Crews were called to the 1500 block of Coneflower Lane when family members called 911 after three people began feeling sick. Shakopee Fire Department members said those folks were taken to a hospital all in one unit. Officials said all eight family members taken to HCMC. As of 8.30 this morning, officials said the family members were all conscious and alert. John, are mm-hmm. you aware of the seven people who died in a home in uh, Moorhead? I actually have that story next. Okay, because yes. I, I initially thought that had to be carbon monoxide, but we would have been told that by now, and there was no foul play. We don't know yet why those people we, are dead. We, or you go ahead. Correct. I'm sorry. Maybe you have it in your news. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I don't. Police have identified the four adults and three children found dead this weekend, but uh, officials are remaining mum on what killed them. Moorhead Police Department confirmed yesterday that the seven bodies found Saturday night were those of the Hernandez Pinto family. Investigators said there was no forced entry to the home. They ruled out violence as a cause of death. They say there is no threat to the public, and officials are declining to comment on speculation that the family died from a gas leak or carbon monoxide. Bodies were sent to the Ramsey County Medical Examiner's Office in St. Paul to determine a cause of death. It's unclear when police will get those autopsy results. Uh, Two different news outlets reported the family was originally from the Honduran town of San Francisco de Yahoyo. Sorry to interrupt, but I know, Joe, you already did your Grunhofer ad, but um, gentleman Tom, our guy Tom, just dropped off Wagyu jerky. And this this will be going home with me. With you? Well, yeah, we, we flipped a coin. You lost. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think, uh, Joe, I think it's your show, so I think, I you, think should, so. you should claim that because I just got through with a bag of it <clears> that <throat> I picked up last Pretty week. Pretty good. And it's incredible. You know what I'll do? We'll leave it in the fridge. No, you take it. And we can it, split you, it. You take it. You you obviously have fallen on hard times. <laughs> I'm going to go home and eat cold ballpark Franks. Thanks, Bells. <laughs> Star Tribune reporting Hennepin County Sheriff David Hutchinson was sentenced Monday to two years probation and fined $610 on a misdemeanor drunken driving charge after that crash of a county-owned SUV near Alexandria. His 90-day jail sentence is stayed, meaning he won't have to serve the time unless he violates terms of his probation. While on probation, he must not have any driving or alcohol-related violations, must not drink alcohol or use controlled substances, and must submit to random testing. His sentence was nearly identical to the plea agreement he made last week. He initially had been charged with four misdemeanor drunken driving offenses, including carrying a pistol under the influence. That charge will be continued for dismissal at a later date. Hutchinson, who suffered broken ribs in the accident, has returned to work and entered an outpatient treatment program. Hutchinson crashed his SUV at 2.30 in the morning, December 8, after attending a state sheriff's conference. Blood alcohol content was 0.13. State's legal limit, of course, is 0. I know you guys are attorneys. What does continued continued for dismissal mean? What's that mean? Uh, they'll get rid of it at some point. Suppose they'd do that for me if Kenny got blackout drunk, no. uh, wearing his Glock and rolled it over no. uh, and did an endo on the freeway and uh, was I... found crawling uh, in the lane of traffic. <laughs> do you think they'd continue for dismissal? No. I, I'm glad you said that because unless I'm missing it, I'm not noticing a large hue and cry for his removal. Yeah, there is. There, but is there an? Okay, I, it's being shuffled under the carpet. Why is that? Uh, why indeed, Chris? Why? Indeed? I don't know. Did you see pictures of the car? Oh yeah, yeah. he yeah. endowed. Was, I mean, yeah. the middle was fine, but well, he, both 
if the front and the back were crunched up. He's lucky he's not dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Omicron has raced ahead of the other variants, is now the dominant version of the coronavirus in the U.S. It accounts for 73% of new infections as of last week. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention numbers showed nearly a six-fold increase. In much of the country, it's even higher. Omicron is responsible for an estimated 90% or more of new infections in the New York area, the Southeast, the Industrial Midwest, and the Pacific Northwest. Since the end of June, the Delta variant had been the main version, causing U.S. infections. As recently as the end of November, more than 99.5% of coronaviruses had been Delta, according to the CDC. Meanwhile, at a press conference yesterday, nurses locally voicing exhaustion and frustration, saying the current staffing levels at Minnesota hospitals are unsafe and unsustainable. Mary Turner, COVID-19 intensive care nurse at North Memorial and president of the Minnesota Nurses Association, said, we were soldiers going into battle, and I'm telling you, we're losing the war. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, every county in Minnesota is considered to be at a high level of COVID-19 transmission. Turner said this weekend, my IC is full. Most of them won't make it. They're not making it anymore, folks. Less than 1% of ICU beds and non-ICU beds in the metro were available as of Monday, according to state data. I have go ahead, Chris. Are I'm, you going to ask the same question I'm going to no, ask? No, you go first, please. I'm wondering um, what the deal is with the staffing situation, why there are less nurses. Did they get laid off? Is this part of the refusing to get vaccinated thing? I'm, just, I'm seeing so many things coming from all directions, and I just don't know where the truth lies anymore in this situation. They John, did address, do you have any idea? Well, they addressed that yesterday. The nurses say it's because of staffing cuts that came within the last uh, three, three to four years at various hospitals. Okay. That's what they said. And they said administrators need to step up and start hiring so, again. What about the, the um, um, vaccine mandate? Well, not so much that. It's, it's uh, the Omicron deal is... Is it so prevalent right now and so bad? Is that why? Do you know what I'm trying well, here, to ask? Let, here, let me let me try to provide my link that I was going to make before you asked your question because before you guys I are aware. Stepped in it? No, no, no. It's completely cool. You guys are aware of what the NHL is currently going through, right? They're shutting down the league after tonight's sure. games. Yep. In fact, yep. I think one of them has already been postponed yep. due to COVID. In any event, do you guys know what the vaccination rate is among NHL players? I don't. It's almost a hundred percent. It's, I think there's one player for the Red Wings that is not vaccinated. And, and I'm willing Probably to be corrected on that, but it's very, very high <laughs> in any event. So what I'm trying to say is I know I, I watched a little bit of this nurse's press conference yesterday. Obviously, I have an, an interest in it. And I'm thinking everyone continues to keep blaming non-vaccinated people. Well, that, that, that's not the case. Look at the NHL as a prime example of that. And now, now extend that into society where we, we continue to harp on the fact that it's we're blaming the unvaccinated when just because you're vaccinated doesn't get you off the hook. And by the way, we just have to learn that this isn't going to go anywhere. This isn't going to go away. It's just going to keep – there's going to be a new variant all the time. The uh, ICU part, Chris, though, is an unvaccinated issue. Uh, and is the it? People dying, okay. And the people dying, li- literally 98% of the people dying who end up in ICUs – are unvaccinated. It's a bad time to break your hip. Yes, exactly. So the ICUs are being taken up by people who are not vaccinated. 
as opposed to people who are vaccinated. Okay. So if you're vaccinated, it's not going to affect you as badly. Let's so just, you won't end up in the ICU. Let's just narrow this down to one dumb dumb. Let's say he's had a couple of Moderna shots, but he hasn't had the uh, booster. Uh, should he be going to Christmas this weekend, or should he stay home locked up uh, with cable TV? Wait, and popcorn what does he and... want to be told what to do? Exactly. <laughs> he wants to stay home. Well, I, I'm just wondering, uh, because I, there's just so many different... Well, all the different information we're getting, and I can't I, keep it straight anymore. I mean, I should think I that's be an honest question. Or, or should I just keep blundering around like I have been? Well, why mm. haven't you gotten the booster, just for the hell of it? I don't know. Why? Well, it's not because I have anything against it. It just hasn't happened yet. Just haven't gotten around to it. Right. Uh, very busy. Yeah. Very, very busy. <laughs> well, actually, I have been. Why do you mock that? <laughs> Didn't mean, didn't mean to offend you there, Candice. If I offended you, I'm you sorry. You offend me. But not apology, me. apology. You hurt me. I'm sorry I hurt you. Next uh, story, speaking John. Of, speaking of being hurt, Bill O'Reilly says he had to console Donald Trump after he was booed by his own supporters for getting the booster shot. I don't know if you guys saw this clip. Trump told uh, mega, <laughs> mega fans that he had the COVID-19 booster during Sunday's final stop on the... Uh, well, a history tour that didn't really make a lot of news that he co-headlined with O'Reilly. If you saw the video, when he said he got the booster, folks started booing and jeering. See, and I don't get that. The ex-president. Well, because and, they thought he's their guy and he was always... But he, he, but he got the vaccine as soon as he could. He's the guy that put the vax, the whole vaccine yeah. fast track in motion. Operation Remember Warp everybody speed. in the entire Democratic Party was saying, oh, hell no, we're not taking this. Yeah. Yeah. No way, not if this well, shyster's There's the up. great viral video of Kamala Harris saying that almost a year ago, or yeah. well, more than a year ago, saying, yeah. I'm not taking this. Right. In an interview with Dan Abrams, O'Reilly said uh, the former president phoned him after the event and was apparently hurt by the reaction of people booing him. O'Reilly says, I told him this is good for you. This is good that people see another side of you, not a political side. You told the truth. You believe in the vax. Your administration did it, and you should take credit for it because it did save lives. Uh, as far as 2024 goes, O'Reilly told Abrams, I'm telling you, President Trump will be running again. He's going to run again on his record. So O'Reilly says is it that virtually again. every move we make has to be political. Every everything. single thing. Yep. Well, everything is. Yeah. Yep. My goodness. Yep. A jury began deliberations yesterday, tasked with considering whether Ghislaine Maxwell is a dangerous predator who recruited teens to be abused by financier Jeffrey Epstein or the innocent woman, as a defense attorney described her. The jury got the case just before 5 p.m. after two prosecutors and a defense lawyer delivered their closing arguments over a six-hour period. They deliberated less than an hour yesterday and then went home after being told to come back this morning. Meanwhile, flight logs released at the trial indicate a lot of famous folks were frequent flyers on Epstein's private plane. Donald Trump made numerous flights with and without family members. Epstein and Trump friends in the late 80s and early 90s. The relationship reportedly soured after Epstein hit on the teenage daughter of a member of Trump's Mar-a-Lago club in Palm Beach. Former President Bill Clinton flew on at least nine flights with Epstein. Oh. Log, log also includes two previously undisclosed flights in February 1994, on which a passenger identified as Bobby Kennedy Jr. is listed. Uh, also, U.S. Senator George Mitchell in 1994 on the plane, and several previously undisclosed flights involving famed violinist 
Itzhak Perlman. The Miami Herald tried to reach passengers for comment Monday. Uh, as you might suspect, none of those above folks got back to them. So the latest, what, are, yeah, we, what are we to conclude from that? That they were all duped or that they were all in on it? I would think that they're all duped. That would be my guess. Yeah. I, I would hope, anyway. Here's what I've always because, wondered about uh, Epstein. Uh, go ahead. How do you get that rich? Wouldn't that take a lot of your time to work? How, what, how did he have time to do this stuff? Yeah. I don't get that. Well, well if well, a lot of his operation um, was self-sustained, you know, he probably had yeah. a lot of time on his hands. Mm-hmm. And who, who wouldn't Too take a much time time on my hands. <laughs> who wouldn't take a free flight? I know a certain ball player that uh, he wouldn't turn down a free flight if Pol Pot was at the controls. You know what I mean? <laughs> All he wants is to borrow your jet for a one-way trip to wherever. Yeah, Pol Pot, nice reference. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's him or Edia mean those are the only two I could think of. We have uh, some more rock and rollers selling their music catalog. Uh, this time it is ZZ Top. They're selling their music catalog to investment firm KKR and uh, record company BMG for $50 million. The Texas trio, known for hits like Legs, Cheap Sunglasses, Give Me All Your Love, and sold their music interests, which include the publishing catalog, as well as income from recorded music uh, royalties and performance royalties, according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, ZZ Top Deal includes 15 albums released over a 50-year span. Did you? Why did you name those three songs? What about LaGrange? Uh, what about Blue Jean Blues? What about... Jesus just left Chicago. What about waiting for the those, boss? Those I love those songs much more than I love the ones I named, but the other ones are a little more popular. So I guess maybe I went with the popular songs. I uh, now look at it. Johnny Jesus. sold out, Kenny. Johnny oh, that, sold it was out. The, they were the songs that MTV made them popular. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and Trace Ombre's Kenny, I think, mm-hmm. is their okay. best album by far. I mean, just okay. There's Thank not you. a bad cut on there, and Thank you. All right, and it rocks, dude. Okay, next story. Uh, Johnny, Feel better? D- yep. did you find yep. out, by yep. the way, uh, what was the songwriting question we had? Was it Springsteen last week? What about him? No, that, if, they, they if they get to, yeah, right. Is it the same thing applying uh, with this one? I would think all, don't you think all those come with, uh, you know, you can do your own songs, you don't have to pay me. I don't think, okay. I don't think that would be a, an issue with any of these agreements, I would assume. Uh, Santa helped save some folks. It happened Saturday afternoon in Salem County, New Jersey. The Reliance Fire Company was participating in the annual Santa ride through Piles Grove Township and Woodstown Borough. A crew of six firefighters was escorting Santa on the company's ladder truck on Auburn Road. While traveling past 176 Auburn, the crew riding atop the ladder observed smoke coming from the eaves of a three-story home. <laughs> the crew, imme- <laughs> crew immediately stopped the truck, went to the side door of the home to check for any occupants. They saw a woman as they went into the home. They said she had recently lit the home's wood stove, but was unaware that the smoke was in the eaves of the house. Santa helped the firefighters evacuate the woman and five children as other members of the crew went to the second floor and found a fire burning the wall above the wood stove. The crews used hose lines from the ladder truck, which was still illuminated with Christmas lights, and Santa helped feed the hose line into the home. The fire was under control in about 30 minutes. Nobody was hurt. The home was deemed uninhabitable after the fire. Red Cross providing help to the three adults this and five a, kids. Sounds like they stopped inside. at Ma Kettle's house. Yeah, this is a put-up job. This <laughs> hey. was all planned. 
Give me a break. I'm not buying any of that story. You think so? Yeah, Yeah, totally. You know what uh, my favorite part about this time of the year is when you're, I think this might have been last night's game or it might have been Sunday's game, one of the Sunday games I was watching when, you know, the TV camera will pan the crowd and they'll see Santa dressed up and he's got his Bears jersey on and my little guy will say, oh, dad, look, it's Santa. And then he slugs back a Bud Light <laughs> you know, right on cue. Oh, have you seen the thirst- ad yet with these two morons wearing the sheep's heads? I have. Joe, I knew exactly what commercial Joe, you were talking it's about. Thirsty Santa. Oh, yeah. it's Thirsty Santa. Thirsty Santa. By the way, I heard you guys talking about that the other day. I wasn't on the show that day. Uh, that relates to some comic, and I don't remember what, some comic what does? book. The, the these, these two heads. fruitcakes wearing the sheep's heads. You should have heard him a, off a, the a, air, John. Oh, it's my a, goodness. It's a character in a comic yeah, book, yeah. Okay. and I don't recall the entire thing. But I, when I first saw the ad, I had to look it up because I thought, boy, this is he's, weird. He's seriously upset, though. It I really told you I was covering a football game in Dallas once at this time of year, and Santa caught, caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I didn't mean to laugh. People are batting them, trying to put the flames what out. What was the Thirsty Santa story? What was Royce's story? That's Royce's story about driving his dad a delivering the snowmobile yeah. across Prior Lake, but he had about five Martins in him, and he <laughs> didn't know how to stop the thing, so he just bailed off and let it go and <laughs> crash into the ice ridge. <laughs> Uh, is that this? Uh, Trey dug up the no, grungy Santa suit from under the basement right, stairs, right. made himself a big pitcher of Martins, and said, "I'm going to deliver." There we go. There we go. Is that the same time when he had the dead uh, deer on the front of the snowmobile? That was well, earlier when he was, shot a uh, deer and painted the nose red, and then drove it around so all the kids could see it. And he that, kept saying, "I'm sorry, Rudolph. kids. I'm sorry, kids. I'm sorry." That's the greatest stunt I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, it really is. It really is. No Christmas has been. Canceled, yeah, kiddo. Oh, sorry, kids. I had no idea. Oh. Isn't there a famous uh, story about the Philadelphia Eagles fans booing and throwing snowballs oh, yeah. at Santa oh, yeah. Claus? Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, remember yes. the, Those, yeah. the Eagles details. fans yeah. are the worst. Yeah. There was a oh, Christmas. I think Chicago horrible. might be the worst. Yeah, Chicago's pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. I was at the Viking Packer game on Christmas Eve in 2008 ish, eight nine somewhere. No, it was 2008, I think. And this was the game that Royce was wrote about. I remember, he got all the hate mail because right. the the drunk dad was getting tased in front of his kids. Yeah, and we were sitting in our seats. It was me and my my wife and another couple. And this guy dressed in a Santa suit was a point three. Yeah, <laughs> and he started to do this. I go, he's going down. You watch, he's going, and then boom, 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 down the metrodome <laughs> stairs. Oh my god! <laughs> and I thought he's dead. There's no oh, way he's alive. Oh god! We lost nice. Santa on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is calling for federal officials now to help her curb gun violence in the city and target its root causes. In a speech yesterday, Lightfoot urged U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland to utilize agents from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives to address illegal firearms and for more prosecutors to bring criminal cases. Keeping you safe is my priority, not of, but the first and primary pri- uh, priority, said Lightfoot. I wake up every morning with that as my first concern. The mayor also requested that judges in Cook County stop releasing people charged with violent crimes, including murder, aggravated gun possession, sex crimes, illegal gun possession, and kidnapping on electric monitoring. Uh, Cook County Public Defender Sharon Mitchell told the Tribune the mayor diagnosed the root causes of violence. The mayor's regressive proposal calls for the pretrial detention of thousands of people who haven't been convicted of anything. And the plan could only be achieved by exploding the population of Cook County Jail in the middle of a pandemic. 
Uh, in case you're wondering, Chicago police data indicates there's been th- uh, 3,411 shootings mm-hmm. in 2021. Wow. Mm-hmm. 9% increase from last year. John, thank you. Yeah. I'm solving Christmas for you all up and down Highway 61. There we go. After you go to the Grunhoffers, zip up to EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake with great Christmas deals for GLers. $200 off all in-stock Bentelli e-bikes. $300 off all Yamaha electric bikes. Youth ATV starting at $10.99. I really wish I had the room to get one of those for the kids. Bentelli scooters, your choice of three models on sale today for only $12.99 each. And uh, you can far outpace the EPA's 55-mile-per-gallon recommendation. You'll be getting more than that on one of these scooters that turn urban errands into adventures. Yamaha clothing off 10%. And uh, snowmobile servicing. Kenny doesn't need that anymore. He's forsaken winter. But uh, all you sledders, you can get your ride ready to go this winter at EcoFun Motorsports. And they are, uh, I'll double check, but uh, as of uh, not that long ago, they were still accepting winter storage for those who waited. That's where my bike is. And uh, it's a great, great Christmas destination for GLers looking for recreational equipment. A full line of youth recreational equipment. It's fantastic. It's EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. I got a number of emails from GLers who uh, are describing how they're paying off their student loans. Remember that came up yesterday? And uh, generally, GLers are responsible people and they say they gain a sense of accomplishment by paying them off and cal froelich froelich uh a a gl teacher said in today's podcast meaning yesterday you were talking about the high cost of education these days and i thought i would share an experience i teach college chemistry classes at our high school through a local college every semester my cooperating professor comes to class and interacts with the students and then we go up and visit her on campus and do some labs when she is in my room, she likes to answer any questions about college that the students may have. And one time a student noted that he really didn't know what he wanted to major in and if she had any suggestions. She looked right at him and said, my first piece of advice is don't go. Don't go to college unless you, one, have a passion, two, have a plan to turn study of that passion into a degree that will get you a job, and three, the drive to see the plan through. Otherwise, you risk wasting a lot of money and time. This is the exact message I have been giving students for years, but to hear it from a college professor was refreshing and perhaps a ray of hope. Happy solstice, Cal. Isn't that great to have a, an honest... Uh, see, mm-hmm. though, these, are, these are people from the, the, the not-failed academy, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I have a ruling. I don't know how we're going to help this woman. Uh, where is it? Here it is. It's from Anne. Uh, wife of a longtime listener here, I know garage wood is a precious commodity, especially with lumber prices through the roof. However, I'm currently working in a public school library, and we could really benefit from some two-by-fours. They'd go behind the books on the shelves so our middle schoolers wouldn't be able to push the books to the back of each shelf and make the titles hard to read. Here's the ask. Two-by-fours cut to 35-inch lengths, more specifically, 156 of them. I know it's a big ask, but through the power of crowdsourcing, I'm hoping uh, to get a few for at least our most popular book selections. 
I live south of the metro area, but be willing to arrange a few pickup spots if listeners were able to help out. Help out. Thank you, GLers. Now, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. Now, Ann, I appreciate you uh, trying to acquire this wood, but you're telling me you you don't have enough money to, the school doesn't have enough money to buy some two-by-fours? Yeah, prices are a little, little high. Lumber? Lumber yeah. prices? Plus, you'd have to tell us more on how GLers could reach you. I, we're... we're we, you we, can coordinate that. Just throw your phone number out. Me? Yeah, you. Well, I'm not going to. You're that. in charge. You're the fireworks commissioner. Well, good luck, Let's go Ian. here. Good luck, Ian. That's that's. Well, no, what school is it? That's that's the point. Not now that's mentioned. So I oh, don't. I don't. Oh. Even if you just start knocking on doors at random schools. <laughs> yeah. and you see the guys that needed wood. <laughs> you need wood. That's a good idea. I don't think we have to go as far as two by fours, though. I, I think you know. Something skinnier and shorter and less expensive might work. Bert writes, Merry Christmas, Mayor. What we have is a new language related to gibberish. It's called wokelish. Examples would be <laughs> paying one's debts is now policy violence. Inflation is caused by big meat. A police force should focus on what it should be focused on. To reduce criminality, do not punish criminals, etc. Odd and nauseum. See also new speaker, double talk, wishing you and yours a blessed Christmas season, Bert. Ain't that the truth? What was yeah. it? Woke, woke, wokelish. 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 I like that. They're all wokeisms. Yeah. And only because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. On this day in 1885, the winter solstice. The Nushka Toboggan Club Tobo- Toboggan Club is formed. To promote the St. Paul Winter Carnival, the club sponsors toboggan slides on Crocus Hill, snowshoe hikes to Miriam Park, and parties on Washington's birthday. Nushka means look in Anishinaabe, the Ojibwe language. Hmm. And on this day, today, in, in 1998, television's, television's original Betty Crocker, Adelaide Hawley Cumming, died in Seattle. Cumming starred hmm. in the Betty Crocker show beginning in 1949 and remained General Mills advertising icon. Foghorn, that well, place. Yeah, get the... Icon. Until 1964, after which she taught English as a second language in Seattle. Wait, so, Betty Crocker was a television show? Yeah, I guess so. I didn't. I don't know remember that. that. Betty Crocker show, and her name was Adelaide Hawley Cumming. Was it like it was a Betty uh, Crocker? Was it like a, a a war concept or what was a cooking show? It was a cooking show. Oh, I would okay. imagine, Chris. I mean, uh, you know, it's food. General Mills. Is Magnum PI is, is Betty deal. Crocker. One more. No, no, that has to end the show. I'm sorry. I'll save that. Well, tomorrow. I have a question for you. Yeah. I learned something today on the Krabby Show from John, and I'm wondering if you knew this or I'm the only dummy. Um, Rookie likes to trot out this. They're going to cancel Christmas line. Do you know the source of that? Where that's from? Yes. Yeah, it's one of these. Uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Is it? Boom. Chris got it. Yep. yep. Okay. It's one of the uh, it's one of the elves, right? Or is it no? No, it's, 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 it's Santa. It's because she they don't have anybody to guide the sleigh. He's talking to Mrs. Claus, and then Santa goes, "Oh, we're just trying to cancel Christmas." Then. Uh, but the high pitched voice—that's not Santa, is it? Well, now I, I have, have to look it up. <laughs> since the first time he uttered this phrase, I have assumed. That it was from It's a Wonderful Life, a movie I've no. never seen all the way through because I think it's one of the worst movies ever made. Oh, I love that Speaking movie. of that, the other night, you know, she's recording every Christmas movie known to man, right? Sure. sure. Yeah. I watched The Sound of Music 
for the first time from beginning to end. Really? I mean, I've seen bits and pieces. Oh, I love that show. Do you really? Oh, I do. I thought it was at least one. Horny as all get out. Of course, I love that movie. That movie, the movie is corny as all. I thought you said it was horny as all get out. Hey now. Can I tell you something? I saw the Van Von Trapps live. (laughs) Did you really? Yeah. They were at Back some the joint. 40s? They were at some joint in the in the eighties <laughs> or nineties uh, near Matamidi, some bar out there. Was, well, they had to be in their eighties. Well, it, and it probably was, you know, maybe one original Von Trapp person. Oh, like Steely Dan. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Steely Dan. <laughs> He's been bastard. <laughs> Hi, John. John, were you done oh, looking that up so I can hit the music, or are you going to get to what, the what was I looking up? I was who, still who looking said, at Betty. Crocker. Who uttered, we may have to cancel Christmas. It, I think I'm pretty sure it was Santa. Maybe we'll have to mention that tomorrow. <laughs> That's a tease right there <laughs> for open, tomorrow's program. Let's open the show not, with that. John, not only sure, did we sure stink up the Krabby Show, we, not only did we uh, stink up the Krabby Show, but we just wrecked this show, too. <laughs> Two shows in one day. I wreck good. your own show. I tell you what. Yeah, you want fist, a fist bump, Kenny. <laughs> Yeah, right on, bro. Do you want to stick around and wreck up the weekly scramble with myself and Mike Fredoloni later today? Uh, Probably not. I got a, got a thing. Did okay. you guys see Rookie on Twin Cities Live? I missed it. No, I wasn't I able to it. watch it. You know what my fear was? He wasn't rookie enough. He was restrained. He was too polished. Yeah. What if that's the bit? I don't know. I'm going to be professional when I'm on this show. You know, they're doing all this food stuff. He can throw a little W, you know. You got to put food on your family. You know. <laughs> Give him the John Candy yeah. laugh. Right. Maybe a little Jesse now and then. Get away with all that He nonsense. was too polished. It was so professional. He's never been professional on this show. Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> uh, download the Podman app. Please subscribe to the YouTube page and hit us up on all of the social media platforms. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. He's on it again today. Yes. So. Three o'clock. It, it was Santa that said it. Dang Santa it. said it. Okay. Yeah. You want to talk more about it, Joe? Nope. Okay. <laughs>